2: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 971 FM Talk Podcast.
3: And I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Annie Fry. Welcome into this day before the New Year weekend. I hope you get to enjoy it. Go vote in the YouTube poll. The question is, what are you doing on New Year's Eve? Something like that, Leah. Are you going to stay home? Are you going out and partying? Are you sleeping in? Are you going to eat an entire bag of Tortino's pizza rolls by yourself? What are you doing on Christmas Eve? Is that what the poll is?
4: Well, it's New Year's Eve, but yes.
3: New Year's Eve. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Okay. The go and vote now. Let us know what you're doing. Uh, we'll put the results on after the show. So I... Follow Tom Elliott on social media. He's really good. And there's, I think the first website I knew about that curated news clips was Mediaite, going back some years ago. But, you know, the clips that were being curated, I think over time, um, it wasn't always the best clips. It was just always clips. And there was a new service that came out a couple of years back, and it was founded by Tom Elliott, where he puts these compilations from news stories that are gaining traction things that people are talking about sensational things that people have said and he every day puts out new clips it's great for talk radio shows and every year he puts out the most mortifying media moments And the things that stand out to me in these moments and what i'm going to do is play for you the the top 10 most mortifying media moments of 2023 And I want to point out something that I think is a common thread between all of these. When in 20-whatever, when Barack Obama started to introduce Obamacare and tried to sell it on the American people that this Affordable Care Act would be a good thing, you found that a lot of people started to say the same thing about it. Celebrities, talk show hosts on television, uh, newscasters on major networks, they started to say... Almost in unison, some of the very similar verbiage about Obamacare. We later found out the White House was putting out talking points and bulletins on what they wanted you to say in order to get the right message out. They would say something along the lines of we all know that it's important for people to get health care. That's why it's also important that you use your influence in order to get the right messaging out there. And that way we can help save lives. So here's what we need you to say. And if you do talk about it, these are the words we want you to use. Well, I guess it works with commentary if you're an actor and you see something like that and you're like, okay, yeah, I'm kind of an activist. I mean, I dabble, I'm an actor, activist, uh, same thing. And they want to get that out. They they have done that. And some of them got caught literally copying and pasting the exact bulletin points And we noticed, oh, that's weird. All these celebrities, uh, some of them are saying the exact same things, like literally copy and pasted. And then we found out once it was explained that, oh, you mean the White House was giving you talking points? Hmm." So whenever you see a large group of people, and Rush Limbaugh was fantastic at doing this, uh, whenever you see a bunch of newscasters using the exact same verbiage, I want you to be skeptical, number one, that they haven't been directed to do that. And in some cases, you know, that they are told, if you play along with this and you help us get this specific message out, then you'll have access to the president, Joe Biden, or you'll have access to one of his cabinet members, or you'll have, uh, we'll let you know when something's going on. We'll give you a tip that we won't give to anyone else, and that'll give you a huge advantage. So they kind of bribe these journalists and news agencies this way. Not that they needed much of a bribe because they're already in the pocket, but what you'll find when you listen to this compilation is that a lot of them start to say the exact same thing almost in unison when stories come out. And boy, are they wrong often because they blindly trust the government, in this case, Joe Biden. So let's look at the 10 most mortifying media moments of 2023. At number 10, this is compiled by Tom Elliott. The media pretending to be sad that their enemy, Donald Trump, was arrested. So we knew a lot of this was going to happen ahead of time because they started working this and put it in the pipeline. We just didn't know how it would play out. But once it did happen, they all acted mortified. Like this is such a sad, somber, terrible day for America. Were they fooling anyone that they weren't happy? So let's take a look at uh, how they put this.
1: The left, full of somber support. I think really this should be a
3: somber
2: moment. It's a sad day for America. I think it's sad.
1: It's sad. a sad. sad day for America. It's a
2: sad day. It's just really sad. Sadness, I, I think. It is a
1: serious night and a somber moment for our country. So This is a really sad moment. It's a
3: real sad moment. Do you believe for one moment that they were sad? Any of those commentators on CNN or MSNBC or any of the journalists, really? Do you, mold, do you take them any? I mean, honestly, if you had to bet your life on this, like Groucho Marx came down and said, if you had to bet your life, the duck's going to come down and shoot you if you're wrong. You have to bet your life. Are they really sad about this? You would say, no, of course not. They're not sad about it. And guess what? You'd walk out of that studio with your life. That was number 10 on the list. Number nine. All the cool kids fall. President Joe Biden, he's had a lot of issues staying upright. If he's not fumbling his words or losing train of thought mid-sentence, if he's not out there sniffing people or trying to kiss children, if he's not out there getting lost on a stage, then you know he's probably falling down. And he did. He he, he had his fair share of falls so far during his presidency. So how does the media cover it? Now, keep in mind, when Donald Trump walked down a ramp and there was someone that kind of like escorted him down a ramp, they made it sound like he was the most senile, feeble person ever, and they made it look like he was just unfit for office because he walked down a ramp slowly with someone. So you have Joe Biden falling over all over the place. You would assume a fair media would probably treat it with the same criticism, but let's find out.
1: Peter, it looked to me right away, and they later confirmed it, that there was um, a sandbag there. It was a windy day. It was holding down the, the teleprompter stands and clearly not well placed. He tripped over a, you know, I guess there was like a sandbag yeah. on and Twitter and the writer going crazy. I, I tripped in my own house. I mean, it's not easy. Same, same. So, so what do you think it is about Joe Biden? Is it is he so enraging to the right because he is so normal? I fell uh, in the hallway because I was wearing high heels and walking. um too fast. He got up a lot faster than I did. I trip all, I also, (laughs) I I, it's painful to watch people trip. Oh, it's the worst. And in public. Are you kidding? It is the worst.
2: And presidents do fall. They do, they trip and fall. He kept the American economy from falling. I mean, the Ah. president could do full handstands Ah. on the economy. It's just a fact. The numbers Ah. support that, whether you're a Democrat or Republican or whatever. Well, I mean, mean,
1: there are some people who are at their best in their 80s. My mom was using a chainsaw and doing her best work in her 80s. Nancy
2: Pelosi without chainsaw. You got to be kidding me.
1: <laughs> no,
3: no, no. He's perfectly normal. 81-year-old falling all the time. Perfectly normal. In fact, I mean, just the other day I fell, you should have seen me. Because, you know, I'm just like Joe Biden. Uh, how pathetic is that, honestly? So all the cool kids fall on their face. And they make it wall-to-wall news sets with Trump being helpless. Oh, the commentaries and everything they said about him. You have Joe Biden falling all over the place. The sandbag, phony story. <laughs> he did not trip over a sandbag. He tripped because he's Joe Biden, and that's what he does. But, oh, don't you love how they spin it? Oh, what? How such a relatable. I am just like the president of the United States. <laughs> now back to you. Wow. Okay, that was number nine. <laughs> Compilation on the list. Number eight. It's the media giving Joe Biden a medal for going to visit Ukraine and then talking about it like he was the biggest war hero in the history of war heroes.
1: Air raid sirens and no real guarantee of security. Has air raid sirens blared? This was incredibly dramatic, Andrea. It was historic as well. Historic.
2: Timely and uh, American presidents have so made dramatic trips before, Nixon to China, Kennedy, Reagan to the Berlin Wall, and presidents have visited U.S. troops in war zones, but never like this. To find a, a day of this kind of presidential bravery in a war zone, you've got to go all the way back to 1864. Seeing the American president there, walking the streets of kiev while air raid sirens literally <laughs> sounded in that moment about possible incoming fire from russia with his aviators on to walk through in broad daylight in kiev the swagger of this trip
3: oh the swagger of the trip didn't you want to stand up and start singing america america oh it brought a tear to my eye i was so proud of joe biden okay so keep in mind too now let's just be honest here they sent Joe Biden to Ukraine which is fine he kind of teased it and then he goes there do you think for any one minute that he was actually threatened his safety was threatened there keep in mind whenever the president goes anywhere when it comes to secret service or any type of military detail that goes around with it that is the most secure place they can uh, they can put together anywhere in the world and on top of that they always visit ahead of time and they prepare everything very carefully You know, I've seen Secret Service do their job before. Um, I I guess I can tell. uh, It's not an important story. But I've seen how they use uh, security to detail and look through buildings. It's quite remarkable, the thoroughness that they have. Because then the people know exactly every nook and cranny of everything. Now, when you're talking about going to a foreign country, do you think he just walked out and he's like, oh, he's there? What a surprise. It's Joe Biden. We had no idea. And at any moment, Russia could just walk right in and bomb it. No. It was absolutely fortified like Fort Knox with gold. So they make it sound like, oh, my goodness, he was he was risking his life going to Ukraine. I I think you should settle down a little bit here. And you can talk about the historic nature of him visiting Ukraine during this time, which is fine. But you don't have to make it look like his life was on the line to be there. Not really. Okay, you got to simmer down just a little bit here. That was number eight. Number seven. How about the lie that the CNNs and the MSNBCs of the world continued to parrot over and over again when it came to, can you believe those lousy, oh, those terrible Jews bombing the Palestinian hospitals? Oh, they did it now, didn't they? This is exactly what we've been telling you about, those war criminals in Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu, oh, he's such a liar. And there he is now. This is the proof. He bombs hospitals, innocent people. That lie was told so many different times. This makes number seven on the list of the most mortifying media moments.
2: The government in Gaza says the Israeli Defense Forces uh, struck a hospital in the center of Gaza City. An airstrike hit a Gaza City hospital, killing at least
0: 500 people. Where a
1: hospital was caved in, killing hundreds and stranding an untold number under the concrete. The deadliest Israeli airstrike ever.
0: An Israeli missile struck the hospital.
2: Absolutely horrific loss of life.
1: This is not the first time violence is actually hit, what's supposed to be obviously a place of healing.
2: Deadly explosion at a hospital in Gaza. Palestinian officials say hundreds were killed and they're blaming Israel.
1: Now Hamas is calling this a genocide.
2: 200 to 300 people uh, believed to be dead at this stage. Also many examples of, uh, you know, of civilian deaths caused directly by israel there's no doubt about it minimum at minimum 300 people are dead
1: egypt is, is saying it's very upset about this this hospital bombing it's, the world health organization has strongly condemned the attack today the death toll rose significantly in a horrific attack in gaza 200 to 300
2: people were killed the palestinians are talking about 500 dead
1: okay let's
3: let's digest this for a moment was that true uh, no, we now know it absolutely was not true. We know that it was themselves that bombed it, Palestinian side. Let's look at this too. When it comes to them quoting Palestinian news sources, keep in mind that is controlled by Hamas, a terrorist organization that uses it as propaganda. But the narrative that a lot of these main news networks want to run off of is that Israel's the bad guy. These People in Israel uh, had it coming to come into them because they're oppressive, and they're not on their land, and it's all their fault. And th- this is the type of narrative some of them have set up. And this is a real divisive topic for those on the left right now because you do have those that are supporting Israel on the Democratic side, and you have those that are supporting Hamas and the terrorists, and saying that yeah, actually it's the Palestinians who want Hamas in control here. We the, they want the terrorist state. Uh, They're actually right here, so we're going to support them. And when you have these two main topics, this is going to be a huge divisive moment in the Democratic Party during the primaries and really through the uh, election coming up next year for them. Because you got some that are looked at as very progressive that are out there supporting Israel and rightfully are doing so. But when it comes to the media, they're very much – forget about what we can confirm – we're just going to take the word of some terrorist organizations, and we're going to report what we've heard. Luckily, the word was corrected eventually, but not before they got the propaganda on their networks. That was number seven of the most mortifying media moments. Uh, when we come back, we're going to continue down the list at number six. I think you'll really like What the next one is, it has to do with the Bidens in the Department of Justice. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Andy Fry. Thanks for all the comments that are coming in so far on the YouTube channel. If you want to go vote right now, what are your plans for New Year's Eve? We'd like to hear that. I'm Ryan Recker filling in on 97.1 FM Talk.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.
1: London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK it's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest.
3: All right, welcome back. I'm Ryan Recker filling in. One person on YouTube commenting what they're doing on New Year's Eve. They said, I'm going to change my New Year's Eve plans. Taylor Swift's New Year's Eve plans anticipate her presence at the Chiefs game with the Cincinnati Bengals on Sunday night. So I guess they're going to be spending new year's eve with taylor swift thank you whoever posted that in there all right (laughs) if you want to uh message us that way you can so i guess she will be spending new year's eve in kansas city or she'll be hopping on her private plane and uh we'll go preach about climate change after that (laughs) somewhere else in the world all right let's continue on we're looking at the most top 10 mortifying moments in media for 2023 it's a great compilation that was put together by tom elliott And we just did uh, 10987. We'll go to number six on the list. Number six on the list it's the Department of Justice and the Bidens. Nothing to see here whatsoever. Here is number six.
1: We keep hearing things from Republicans like sweetheart deal. This is not some sweetheart deal.
0: Well, I don't think it was a sweetheart deal. There's no indication that he's getting a special or a sweetheart deal. So is this a sweetheart deal?
1: No, it's not. So it does not appear that this is a sweetheart deal.
2: They focus on this and say, oh my God, two-tier standard of justice. He got a sweetheart deal. And you're like, guys, I mean, you're just... You just sound like morons. If his last Ah. name was not Biden, I don't even think he would have been charged.
3: His name was Hunter Smith. He probably would not have been charged.
1: Based on what we have seen here, it seems like a more harsh disposition than most people will get.
2: So I actually think, you know, Biden's kind of getting the short end of the stick on this because it's such a high profile case. But nothing has been found to be Mm -hmm. illegal with those poor decisions. They can't name one crime that was committed. He committed no crime.
1: Bending over backwards to not show any favor even any appearance of favor to the president's son.
3: Oh, boy. Okay, so we got some major issues with that. Listen back to everything they just mentioned. There was no such thing as a sweetheart deal. No sweetheart deal. No sweetheart deal. Keep in mind that originally they agreed to uh, squash all future prosecution against Hunter Biden. At some point, they came to an agreement of a slap on a wrist. And on top of that agreement, they promised they would never be able to prosecute him again in the future. Luckily, a rational judge looked at that and said, are you insane? You're going to offer future immunity? You're nuts. We wouldn't do this for anyone. So when this was going through and all the people on the networks you just heard from there and a lot of the Democratic strategists, the journalists on the CNNs and MSNBCs, the world looked at that and said, what are you talking about? This is totally normal. This is totally fine. So where are we today? You know, you have the tax crimes of Hunter Biden, the allegations, and on top of that, more of the investigations. Here's here's what are some very serious crimes up against him right now. in uh, a lot of times, the investigations are still open. So I guess you have to say they're allegations. But I think the evidence is pretty much out there in the open. He was accepting money from foreign entities. That money was being funneled around. He wasn't paying taxes on that money. When the money was being funneled around, it went to other sources, including President Joe Biden, at the time, Vice President Joe Biden. We know, too, that the laptop that is been authenticated, it is real. Documents a lot of his crimes. There's other drug crimes. There's other gun crimes. There's prostitution crimes, um, sex trafficking crimes, things that are documented into this. And that's putting it lightly, without some of these other allegations that are out there of him in possible underage girls. We'll put it that way. These are all things that are up against Joe Biden's son, Hunter Biden. And what I'm telling you is all of these things you can go and view for yourself. And you tell me if giving him immunity in the future from every crime he's ever committed in his life, you tell me you're saying that's not a sweetheart deal. Are you insane? That was on the list and rightfully so. Number six. This is number five now. The media attacking the whistleblowers. This is fascinating, too, because we talk about whistleblowers in the sense of giving them immunity to be able to report the crimes to the company they work for without getting some sort of blowback for it. There's some protections for them to be able to come forward and report these things without the fear of them losing essentially their livelihood, their life at this point. So, you know, them getting sued to oblivion for releasing secrets from inside the company when this, they're doing something very illegal. Whistleblowers have been used throughout American history for many, many years. And when finally some came forward and they started to report on social media companies and the data that they're collecting, or in some cases when they're reporting against Hunter Biden and Joe Biden, then, boy, we got to pump the brakes on these whistleblowers. They don't actually count. You know, uh, everyone else, I want you to believe, but these you absolutely can't believe because why? Why? they're damaging to Joe Biden
0: and I'm not going to call them whistleblowers they don't deserve whistleblower protection each and every one of them has a uh, strange history has guess what Russian connections
1: they always do they weren't really whistleblowers at all in fact They weren't even credible witnesses.
2: Two or three people who are political operatives, but they're not whistleblowers. These guys are not whistleblowers, period. Come back to so-called whistleblower from the so-called whistleblowers. See, so-called whistleblowers. So-called whistleblowers. So-called whistleblowers.
3: So-called whistleblower. Okay, so let's be honest here. Uh, Is it possible that they were directed in the script they used to discuss testimony against the person they are biasly leaning towards, in this case, the Bidens. This is so telling. All of these things are very telling that there's a coordinated effort to get a unified message out and they use the media to do it. And the media is complicit in doing it because the media has people working for them that are either direct supporters financially or cause wise of the Bidens. And they go along with it because this is their cause. And their cause is to, what, propagandize? Use their platform to propagandize. And it really puts a dent in real journalism. It puts a dent into honesty in this country when this is what we're being fed and we're being told that if you disagree with it, then you are the problem because you're fill in the blank. You're a racist, you're a homophobe, you're a blah, 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 blah. They'll call your name. In this case, you know, you're know, you just a... Uh, you hate you you're a nazi supporter in this case or whatever so that is the media attacking whistleblowers disapproving of their hunter biden information that came forward number four on the list it says unfortunately our credits need a deprogramming so if you're a republican and you look at the biden administration and you look at him and his policies and the way that these acted with hunter biden inappropriately you look at these things and you say there's something fishy here it stinks it stinks it stinks it stinks well no actually uh you're just not seeing it our way you actually need a good deprogramming to fix you
1: and when do they break with him you know because at some point you know maybe there needs to be a formal deprogramming of the cult members.
0: Deprogramming that might work in other cases is, um, it's obviously proven to be difficult. That any
3: exposure uh, to children about LGBT people uh, is
2: automatically grooming.
1: How do you fix it? How do you undo it?
2: Well, at this point, you know, it's deprogramming. That's what we're being fed. People uh, of other races are out to get you. We accept that. We get fed that. And so when that doorbell rings or the basketball comes into your yard, your first response is to pull that gun. It's a it's a programming that's occurring. The deprogramming question is much tougher to answer.
3: Oh, deprogramming, deprogramming. So, hey, listen. You've been programmed to support Republicans. You've been programmed to support Donald Trump. You've been programmed to pull your gun when someone goes into your yard. You've been programmed for this. You've been programmed to support the Second Amendment. You've been programmed for freedom. We need to deprogram you for that freedom real quick. Again, the unified message continues, and they're not even trying to hide it at this point. That was number four uh on the list number three says the media tries brainwashing americans to fall in love with the economy this is so great i really do hope joe biden tries to run on bidenomics this would be so fantastic to see this come up during a debate with donald trump all right let's take a listen
1: Bidenomics, biden's formula for
4: strong economic growth from the bottom up it's so much greater than even the experts in economic stuff expected it to be
2: how are you feeling tonight are you feeling confident tonight. The Biden administration is crediting Bidenomics.
1: Bidenomics is changing their lives for the better. Because
2: real Americans are feeling the benefits. Bidenomics and Uh how well the economy has been doing under Joe Biden. If I were him, I'd actually be declaring victory. This economy is particularly good. You
1: look at the gas prices that came down. America is doing incredibly well.
3: Oh, this is so fantastic. Let's just look at the price of everything and you tell me how things are going. Well, inflation just wrecked the price on so many goods and services. That's not going to be reversed. You're paying. You're spending a lot more than you used to. Bidenomics. It's not going to be. They're trying to disassociate the extra that you're paying, and to try to say that, oh yeah, things are going swimmingly right now. You should be actually happy and thanking Joe Biden, and the Democrats for continuing to push more of our inflation down your throat. And it can, you know, inflation's still not great. They give this idea and this this fallacy that, oh, man, we got inflation under control. It's only up 4% or whatever the number is right now. And they'll say, oh, isn't that great? Keep in mind, it used to be like 10% or 12%. But when they say it's 4%, it's 4% over where it was the year before. So if inflation's up 20% right now compared to where it was just a few years ago, is that really great for Joe Biden to go out there and say, you know, uh, since I took office, inflation's up 20%? Is that really the ball he wants to spike? That was the media trying to spin the Joe Biden economy in the best of ways. I tell you, this uh, is very telling to me of all the different things that we've been able to see so far. Um, I, I really think that if most people were honest with themselves, they would realize that maybe they're listening to a message that's not coming from the talking head on the television. And maybe it comes beyond that. And I want you to experience this in your own life. I want you I want you to think, okay, the media says I'm, um, you know, racist for not doing this or that. And I want you to ask yourself, and I, I really want you to ask yourself, uh, who knows me more? <laughs> who knows me more than Talking Head on the TV or me? Just saying. Let's go to number two on the list. Biden's bribes are the story of just a fatherly love. Oh, my goodness. You know, anyone would have done it. I mean, if you're in the same situation to accept millions of dollars from your son, then you're only doing it to try to help your drug addicted son. Then by all means, let's forget this whole thing ever happened. And let's just go on our merry way.
2: Joe Biden did nothing, nothing, not even approximating improper, much less wrong or illegal. Hunter Biden talked to his dad on the phone all the time.
1: They talked basically every day. Sometimes Joe Biden would say hello to the people in the room if he popped in. These were more of just cordial hello types of conversations. Business was never discussed on those calls and that was more casual sort of check-ins, casual conversations. The Hunter Biden story, the scandal, the this, the that. It's also the story of a father's love. But we oh. should
0: put this in context. This is a time when Bo Biden, the president's other son, was ill and then dying, and then and then passed away. Very fraught
1: and and sad time for the Biden family, and
2: we know how important family is uh, to the president. People in your families, uh, they're near. Do wells. This is as old as time. You know what we've seen? A lot of pictures that show you what addiction does to somebody and a lot of noise to distract from Trump.
3: Okay. (laughs) So it's just a fatherly love. Don't you understand? Anyone would act this way. It's so funny that they use Chris Cuomo at the end, considering that he was fired from his job for his brotherly love. So let's look at um, Joe Biden as a family man. Um, It's so funny they bring up Bo Biden. I don't know if Joe Biden has ever addressed that his son, Hunter Biden, courted and sexually became in a relationship with his other son, Bo Biden's wife, while he was dying and and dead. Um, I don't think that Joe Biden has ever addressed his grandchild that he refuses to acknowledge that Hunter Biden knocking up a girl, then fighting through paternity court, and then it took years for him to even admit that this grandchild existed, refused to even acknowledge this life and this grandchild of his. So they make it sound like Joe Biden is the biggest family man whatsoever. I want you to talk to some people that have gone through addiction with family members and ask them, is it a good idea to enable your drug-addicted child, enable him to the point where you are continuing to allow him to live in that drug-addicted lifestyle? Look at everything we know about Hunter Biden and his addiction and where it led him around the world with prostitutes and uh, sex trafficking uh, because you're going through, okay, that's alleged, of course, you gotta say that. But all this stuff on the laptop that has been authenticated, this is all being enabled by allowing your son to sell your access for him to collect money and continue on this vicious cycle. We have to be honest here. Um, If your kid started acting this way as a parent, your duty would be to stop everything you're doing and help your child, you would say, okay, forget politics. I'm just going to be with my kid from here on out, okay? I need to set his life back straight. But that's not what Joe Biden did. That's not what he did. All right, we got one more thing going on. So this whole thing like, oh, it's just a fatherly love, that needs some pretty big scrutiny on top of it. And you got to be really frank with this because don't let that lie Go out there and make it sound like it trumps all of the other problems that are with Joe Biden. Uh, Number one on the list we'll get to right after the break. I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Andy Fry. You're listening to 97.1 FM talk. And we're getting a lot of comments on social media right now. Uh, Let's see. Okay, I'm just trying to go through some of them. They're coming in so fast. I don't see Taylor Swift name, so I'm going to have to move on. I'll try to look at them again during the top of the hour where the Taylor Swift comments go. All right, we're going through the list of the most mortifying media moments of 2023. This list was compiled by Tom Elliott, and I thought he did a great job putting this together, honestly. I, it, it really goes to show you the unified message that they have able to put together, and the White House does a great job at allowing these bulletin points, or at least, I don't know, strong-arming the media. Maybe that's the right way to put it, uh, enticing the media, to continue on with their guidelines and bulletin points to say the same verbiage to make sure the message is unified, which, I mean, does borderline on propaganda at this point. The way that we see this laid out, is it just a coincidence that so many of the same thoughts in verbiage is used over many platforms in different people, or is it more coordinated? I don't want to be looked at as too sinister through all of this, but I think it's pretty clear this is coordinated, including number one. What you've seen is essentially the world's going to explode if Donald Trump is reelected in 2024. Um, They said this before, and they'll say it again. You know, all everything terrible you know, remember that movie Napoleon Dynamite and. Pedro is running for president and he goes up on stage and he says, if you vote for me, all your wildest dreams will come true. The exact opposite is what the media is saying about Donald Trump. If you vote for Donald Trump, the worst of everything is, I mean, the apocalypse will be triggered and you're all going to be left behind. That's the Donald Trump world that they're filling. And this is number one on the most mortifying
2: moments. What would a second Donald Trump term look like? You can't imagine the things that he's going to do. And shoot visitors to the White House. Yeah. That means he can shoot the first lady.
1: We're going to see violence the likes of which we didn't even see on January 6th. Make it illegal to run against him, to throw his opponents in jail, to shut
2: down the media. He will make himself into the Fuhrer. Using martial law against the American people. Create mass internment camps. Throw everyone into Gitmo. Assassinate generals. Ordering troops. Uh, to um, attack American citizens. Trump's very well-armed and extremist base will try to kill people. He's going to basically oh. burn the house down. The absolute destruction
1: of the Justice Department as we know it. A vote for Donald Trump uh, may mean the last election that you ever get to vote in.
3: All right, do you think there being maybe a little bit of a drama queen here? Do you think possibly that the media is going a little bit overboard? Come on now. That was number one on the list of the most mortifying media moments put together by Tom Elliott. I think he did a fantastic job putting that together. I hope you enjoyed it as well. All right, we got some time here. I got some other stories I wanted to talk about. Um, Let's look at some of Google Trends. So every year they put a compilation together of what the most searched topics were over the course of the year. And the way that they put it out there now uh, it's it's really quite fascinating to see what may have been popular at the start of the year. Maybe the top search moment doesn't necessarily mean it's going to stay that way for a long time. Uh, let's kind of go down the list. And Leah, let me bring some of these up to you. And I want to know how many of these you know. Okay. And why they're on the Google Trend list for some of the biggest searches of the year. Uh, Damar Hamlin.
4: Yeah. He had the heart attack You'd- in the middle of the football game.
3: Right. That was one of the very first large trending moments of the year. Now, he has since recovered quite remarkably, and it's turned out to be a very good story. So, uh, that was a very scary moment for him. Kevin McCarthy.
4: Of course. Speaker of the House.
3: Okay. Yep. Kicked out. Uh, classified documents.
4: Uh, Maybe. I don't know, like, the direction they're going with that, but...
3: Yeah, because it could mean a couple of things. It could mean the documents they found inside Trump's Mm Mar-a-Lago, which I'm guessing that's what it is. Uh, How about Alex Murdaugh? No. Now, that's down in South Carolina, where it was the murder trial. Oh. Uh, Chinese spy balloon.
4: (laughs) Yeah, definitely.
3: I know. Did you see there was some news on the spy balloon?
4: Recently? They believe
3: the Chinese spy balloon—I think this just came out— Today or yesterday, the the news was that they believe the Chinese spy balloon had access to the Internet. So it was Ooh. relaying back information to China. Mm. So that's something.
4: Yeah.
3: Uh, how about LeBron James? Why is he on the list? Because why not?
4: I can only imagine.
3: I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, either the... why, because for this, there's so many different yeah, things. He it could always
4: be... is saying something stupid.
3: Now, here's one person that trends a lot through the year. Beyonce. Okay. she kind of had her ups and downs through the year but early on the year she had an up big up. I don't know why why would beyonce be on there I mean was she I know she, uh, I don't
4: know, with, uh, I, know she, I know I know she went on tour but I didn't think it was like headline worthy
3: okay unidentified flying object
4: That's not very specific but
3: <laughs> no it's not I, you know sometimes people post these photos online and you don't know what it's referencing uh, Noreaster.
4: I have no idea.
3: It's a big storm, you know, the weather, nor'easter storm. Uh, Silicon Valley Bank.
4: I remember the headline. I don't remember what happened.
3: It went belly up. So there's a lot of people that tried to rush the bank to get their money out, but... Not a lot of insurances. That was a tough one because it was in California and you're mm-hmm. insured up to a certain amount, but a lot of people had more than what was in uh passed to what it was insured, so they got in trouble. Uh, but then eventually someone took them over. So uh indictment. And I think the United States bailed them out too. Uh indictment.
4: Of course, the Trump indictment.
3: Got it. TikTok ban.
4: Uh, I think they're still working on that, banning TikTok.
3: Right. But if you look at the trend, it kind of peaked up and it hasn't peaked since maybe the first quarter of the oh. year gwyneth paltrow i have no idea what you know she has candles now doesn't she that spells like part of her body does oh she still gosh. do that
4: i do remember that
3: <laughs> such a weird it's, thing yeah clarence thomas and anyone here that's listening at home just test yourself and your knowledge of why these might have been some of the trending stories for the year i don't know uh, so yeah uh, Clarence Thomas scandal there they looked at some of uh, donations that were given to him people were giving him gifts oh. and they talked about how that could be looked at as uh, uh, influencing the court we'll put it that way hmm. if I a have, I
4: have no idea I don't even know what you said
3: I, I think that's the abortion <laughs> drug oh, okay. um, Tucker Carlson
4: uh, yeah, he got kicked out of Fox or whatever. Kicked off yep, Fox. Yep, there
3: you go. See, you're doing pretty good. You know a lot of these top stories. Thanks. Uh, King Charles?
4: I don't remember.
3: I don't remember either the controversy with King Charles. I know he had sausage fingers. You remember the pictures of him with his ring? They could barely fit. No. He had these big old thick links no. on his finger. Uh, the title 42 expulsion?
4: No, I don't know.
3: Okay. Uh Title 42, uh boy, I don't want to get this wrong. I believe it's immigration, but I gotta double check. It's that that one I have I'm blanking on. Ron DeSantis.
4: Uh I mean he's running for president. I don't know yeah. if that's
3: Yeah, that's part of it. Okay. He's running for Uh Title 42 expulsions. U.S. government uh okay, that's where it came to immigration. There was a halt on immigration based on carrying disease over the Border, gotcha. so that was something that they got rid of. Yeah, okay. U.S. debt ceiling.
4: Mm, I don't. I mean, I've heard of it. I don't know what they're.
3: But more fights about the debt ceiling. Gotcha. Sure. Wildfires. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there's California? always a wildfire. Yeah. yeah. There's there's a wildfire somewhere always. Uh, submarine.
4: <laughs> yeah. The I forget what you, it was I forgot called. about that. Yeah. The
3: trip down the. It was Titanic. like a big
4: deal, and then it happened, and every yeah you know, everybody moved on.
3: The more I learned about it, the more I thought, that's probably not the worst way to go because it was instant yeah. death for them. <sniffs> Done. So they, they, Their reaction in their brain wasn't even fast enough to mm-hmm. comprehend what was happening to them. It was just one time they were there, and next thing you know, it's over. Victor Wembenyama.
4: I have no idea who that is.
3: He was the number one basketball pick, this big phenom oh, from France. Okay. Affirmative action. <laughs>
4: uh. I know the words. I don't know what they're what they're getting <laughs> and, at.
3: And then right after it was Barbie. What a great one-two ah,
4: punch. Yeah. Uh,
3: Hunter Biden. After that, finally, uh, it took I think Google a little bit too long to pick up on that story. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to go through these for the sake of time. So we. Okay. Uh, Mitch McConnell, because he froze up. Okay. Oppenheimer, the movie. Yeah. Maui Fire. Mm-hmm. Threads. Mm. And Threads has been popular really basically since it launched. A lot of people have been googling it. I never got on Threads. I never used it once. Have you even used it?
4: Uh, I hopped on the trend for less than 24 hours, and then it was like, "You're this, done." This is yeah. This is exactly like Twitter. Why why are we doing this? Yeah, but I feel Vivek like a lot Ramaswamy. of people. I feel, huh?
3: Vivek Ramaswamy.
4: Oh well, yeah, yeah.
3: Okay, Oliver Anthony.
4: Sure. Yeah, the song. Okay,
3: he he did the song, the uh, Richmond, North of Richmond. Yeah. Donald Trump uh, constantly on there. However. Yeah. If you go back just a few years, it would have been all Trump. Like the, the ability, his search ability would have been a lot higher than it is. But it's kind of going through hills and valleys. Hurricane Hillary, student loans, Joe Jonas. Why was he on there?
4: Oh, I don't know.
3: He's one of the Jonas Brothers. I, musician, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Kylie Jenner.
4: I have no idea. Very popular
3: search yeah. result. Uh, impeachment.
4: Okay.
3: Uh, and then Diane Feinstein. I don't
4: and know. And then
3: Strike Action. That's a military term. Hmm. Uh, And then comes Taylor Swift. And she was kind of laying low at the start of the year. Mm -hmm. Started popping up around maybe the three, four months in. And then has been very popular to clear out the year. Uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, very popular right around the same time. Yeah. Israel, bad buddy. Do you know? That's a musician. I don't know anything about him. I
4: know him. I don't know why he would be trending
3: yeah uh mass shooting matthew perry sam altman you know sam altman i don't well that was the crypto guy oh okay uh george santos very controversial (laughs) weirdo joe biden in ukraine those were the top stories from the year okay quite a year in searchability i gotta say it is something else so i'd say you've passed that test if there was a test in google said you have to tell me why these are trending i would give you an a thanks leah you did fantastic thank you uh coming up after the break something that tiktok the chinese company is starting to ask its users for really should be clear of their intentions and then on top of that social media is making a ton of money of revenue from kids a new harvard study finds i want to talk about that as well I'm Ryan Recker filling in for Andy Fry. We have another hour here to go. Don't forget to check in on the live feed we have on YouTube on 971 FM Talk.
2: Get more at 971 talkcom
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.